Hi, I'm Bo Humphreys, and this is the Personal Finance Show. This is the COVID-19 series uh, that uh, we're doing now. I'm, I'm out of my sabbatical. Uh, I made 100 episodes, and then I took some time off to take care of my son and apparently get a full-time job. And I have one interview that I did with somebody that's been sitting there for nine months. He's okay with it. Um, <laughs> we'll get back to that format at some point soon. But the COVID-19 has uh, kind of brought me out because I, I realized I have this platform to connect with people, either me personally talking for a couple episodes, which we did for the first one. I just wanted to give everybody an update and then just check in. And then I want to talk to people around the world. So we did Australia and New Zealand last week with Michelle. And this week is uh, Jordan Cox in the UK. Jordan, welcome to the show. Good morning to you, Bo. How are you? I am I am a little bit sleepy. It's early. <laughs> we do this before my son wakes up. That's that's the uh, idea. But it's a little bit later for you. Mm -hmm. I think we're all just in a constant state of tiredness. Nobody knows what the day is. It's like, yeah, we're all in this lethargic kind of. It, it is Sunday, yeah. right? It, uh, yeah. Sunday. Well, still Sunday for you too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. April the 19th. Um, so just thanks to, for clarifying. That, I needed that. that on yeah. record, <laughs> just so we know. <laughs> but no, you're right. You know, some of us are working all day, and so we have some kind of structure there. But I can imagine if you, well, maybe uh, depending on the type of work that you have, you don't have a regular structure anyway. So mm -hmm. anything that kind of set up your day, like going out and doing things, or or meeting with people, or or mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing. So you are, uh, where in the UK are you? So I live in a place called Essex, which is about sort of 20 miles out of central London. Uh, okay. to the east. Why, why miles? Why, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> We're, it's Canadian. We're Canadian. Well, over here. you should adopt our British things. Come on, you form a colony. So, so do you actually speak in miles? Yeah. Yeah, we... Oh, wow. We're really weird because we speak in miles, but yet we measure fuel in liters as opposed to gallons. It's, <laughs> we do too, yeah. yeah. We're, we're just like a, a messed up of like metric and an imperial. Oh, and well, how tall are you? Uh, I'm six foot five. Yeah, and then yeah. I, I know I'm five, I'm five eight. Yeah, you are quite tall, I remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm 10 stone like... six in, <laughs> in weight, which yeah, just kidding. throws everything off. <laughs> So. I love that. I love that. No one has any idea what that means, <laughs> uh, uh, except for like maybe people surrounding the, your island. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, ten stone. So can you convert that to I don't know to pounds? Yeah. Or? So I've I've basically had to learn a new language just to interact with people from That's America right. and Canada. It's so <laughs> there's fourteen pounds in a stone. So okay, yeah, I'm something like one hundred and forty-seven. Yeah. Which, okay. Which makes sense, like yeah, yeah, yeah. not far, not far. Uh, I'm I'm close to that. I'm shorter than you. Uh, <laughs> you're skinnier than me. Mm -hmm. Now you you've had some. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but you've mm. had some medical uh, uh, things happen lately. Yes, I have. Yeah. So how long ago was it? Two years ago, I was in hospital for 120 days in a year. Um, wow. So basically, a third of a year. Um, yeah. And that was due to something called Crohn's disease, which I was diagnosed with yeah. when I was 17, I believe. And it basically ate my body so much that I couldn't eat a thing. So I, I couldn't wow. eat any morsel of food. And I dropped down to six stone 10 in weight, which let me convert, I think is about 80 <laughs> pounds. 
Um, well, that, that is crazy. No, no. Crohn's is, is uh, mm-hmm. it's something that a lot of people have, mm-hmm. right? But this doesn't happen to everybody. No, no. It so, happened to you. Yeah. My, my bowel just basically gave up. Um, so I had to have wow, surgery wow. Um, okay, yeah. to have something called an ileostomy bag, um, yeah. which is, it's basically reroutes the waste that goes through your bowel into this bag. It gives your whole body a rest so that you're not constantly going through like inflammation and stuff like that. It saved my life. So I had this bag for about 10 months. I had it reversed last year and I'm back to full health, which is something that's amazing that not many people can say. Uh, and I yeah. have no, I have no symptoms at the moment. So two years ago, I was about this close to death and now I'm fit as a fiddle. It's, it's amazing. Oh, that is so cool that we can we can fix these kinds of things now. Oh, I know. Because when I think of an ostomy bag, I think of someone who's older and has lost mm-hmm. ability, uh, the bowel's ability. You know, yeah. I didn't know this was going to go this way at the beginning. <laughs> I'm talking about bowels, but it's you know this is a good. It's good because you know if anybody is yeah now how old are you? Um, I was 21 at the time of the surgery. Uh, I just yeah. turned 23. Yeah, so like if somebody is going through this at a young age, they mm. at least they can think, oh, there's something. Now mm. you have uh, the NHS, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. In the UK, and and all of this was free for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's free on point of entry. So we we basically pay for it through our tax system. Um, yeah, the same thing here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give or, give or take. I mean, did you have to pay for any of the extra supplies or anything? Or? Um, basically nothing. No, we have like a flat fee for medication when you live at home, uh, which is about sort of seven eight pounds, which is about ten dollars. But that's kind of once on a month. So we, I think I did like a an addition for like everything that I used while I was in hospital because I was in hospital yeah. for 120 days. I had two surgeries. I had blood transfusions. I had like um, iron transfusions. All these different things and it it would have added up to like close to a million pounds worth of fees yeah. just for the stuff that they used on me to save me so so oh. yeah I'm very lucky and these are the kind of, kinds of things that even if they have coverage in the US mm-hmm. they the copay or whatever they have to pay would be almost bankrupting for yeah. that kind of thing right exactly, so yeah. yeah we're very lucky to have this kind of system set up and you don't really realize until you go through something like we had a baby last year and mm. It, it, the only thing we had to pay for was an upgrade to a private room because we didn't have coverage that way. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, that was a nice gift from my my in-laws. Other than that, like I've seen the bills from from people in the U.S. and, and coverage or not, like just to see how much it costs and to put mm. it through, they, they still get billed for this kind of thing. And oh, then yeah. the insurance maybe covers all of it or most of it. But still, just to have a bill like that come to your house mm. is terrifying. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just just to have a baby or or to to fix your body in your case, mm. right? Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're back. Yeah. Right? Now we're in a pandemic, mm-hmm. which I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't. Uh, no. Well, the, I guess the thing we should uh, talk about too is: Are you considered to be a, a compromise at all? Luckily, not. So I had a couple okay. of like letters from the government saying you must stay inside, uh, but yeah. that was because I was on immunosuppressants, which basically compromise my immune system but i was able to come off of those drugs quite recently so i'm not at risk which is is great but yeah it it doesn't that mean that I, I have more freedom than other people really it just doesn't means mean so- you're going up in everybody's face and cough on me or anything yeah yeah right? exactly yeah. yeah like we not none of us are taking risks like that but mm-hmm. but you know we're hearing from people in our personal finance community and others uh, of course everybody is talking about this stuff on twitter too is that mm-hmm. you don't know who is 
mm-hmm. um, more immunocompromised than you. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, even if you think I'm healthy, I should go just, you know, hang out everywhere and mm-hmm. uh, live my life. Yeah, go ahead and go kill people. <laughs> Sounds good, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, great choice. Great mm-hmm. choice for, for others. So yeah, it's something to ne- definitely realize and Hopefully everybody knows this kind of stuff by now than asymptomatic carriers. And yeah, it's pretty clear now, like you don't have to be, we don't know, we don't know who has it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really the big thing about this is millions of people have it now. And, and, uh, I don't know how many more who haven't been tested, who have it and who aren't showing symptoms. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to find out a lot of this probably in the next month or so. Right. Uh, we're going to find out how widespread or, uh, you know, if, how well these social distancing uh, measures are are working. But I want to know about your experience so far. You were not at home when this when this all went down, yes? <laughs> so on the 10th of March, I took a flight and was going on holiday or vacation to Disney World in Florida. Um, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was coronavirus was just starting kind of over here. There was maybe 100 cases in the US, something like that. Um, okay. And we, we kind of went on holiday because we were like, there's no point letting it stop us live our life, really. Uh, yeah, not, we not yet, break. anyway. We didn't yeah. know anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we went to Disney World. We we paid a lot of money for this holiday. Um, it was yeah. me, me, my mother, and my my boyfriend of eighteen months, and it was his first time to Disney. So we were like, yeah, let's let's treat him, let's show him all the sights. We were at Disney all but two days, and we were actually on the Skyliner, and we overheard a couple saying, "Oh, Disneyland in California is closing." And we were like, oh, oh great, here we go. Uh, <laughs> and then, okay. unfortunately, six hours after we heard that Disney World was closing uh, and the hotels were going to be kicking us out before the end of our trip. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, right in the middle of all of this. So, how long was the trip going to be for? Um, it was going to be for nearly two weeks. Okay, yeah. So, you're no matter. You were. Mm-hmm. So, and then how many days did you end up staying? We had. F- sort of four days in the parks and then we Uh, our flight we had an email saying our flight home was cancelled on like the fifth day of our trip okay the parks were closing hotels were closing and our flight was cancelled so we were like where are you gonna go right (laughs) (laughs) um but luckily our flight was kind of rescheduled and we were repatriated home with a load of other books who were stuck so we were only in the u.s for I think six days out of our sort of near two week trip. Oh, that sucks. Now the problem for us is trying to get our money back because yeah, it wasn't your fault, right? Exactly. Yeah. And the, the holiday company that we booked through, they said they will give us refund for what we didn't use. So we didn't really use a Disney tickets like four days, the hotel, we had two rooms for about five nights, which we didn't use. And the phone lines are just absolutely swamped because people have okay. obviously booked holidays for the next sort of three months, which they yeah. can't go on. So they want a refund. Yeah. We're, and we're just kind of pushed to the back of the queue because they kind of just thought, well, they're home now. We're kind of done. But but yeah, it's it's tough to get track someone down and get some sort of money, which everyone is looking for at the moment, really. So you're working on that still then? Yeah. Yeah. So I got home over a month ago and I still had nothing. Oh, <laughs> because yeah like you said you spend a lot of money on this it's not cheap to go to disney right no <laughs> can you give us uh, some ballpark numbers like in terms of two weeks uh, at the, the actual going and attending mm-hmm. uh disney itself and then maybe uh, what a typical hotel is you don't have to tell us exactly what you did yeah so for us three it was about five thousand pounds um okay which wow. 
we, we stayed at one of the moderate resorts on site, so that probably bumped up the price. For two weeks, you, you're probably looking at about sort of 2000 per person normally. Sure. So it's, it's, it's not cheap. There are ways to do it cheaper, but yeah, we, we kind of wanted the, the full Disney experience of staying on site. When I was in Orlando, I stayed at Airbnb, 20 plus minute drive. Traffic, nobody knows about Florida traffic mm-hmm. or Orlando traffic anyway. Yeah. Uh, just waiting at lights takes forever. So I would drive to, we did, uh, what was it? Uh, Rosen Jingle Creek, right? That's mm-hmm. where we That's uh, right. did uh, um, Orlando. You know, was it worth it to be that far away? I wouldn't want to do that if I was doing Disney. I'd mm. want to be on site. And yeah. that's you, that's what you did. What do you just get on? They have a, a like a tram, right? Like a, That's right. All of your transportation is paid for and it's, it's all free. So you can get on buses, monorails, boats, like Skyliners now. And where we're from the UK, obviously we drive on the wrong side of the road. So yeah, yeah you're it's, not driving. <laughs> it's it's scary to rent a car in the US and and take to the freeway. Well, we did that for our honeymoon. We we uh, did Scotland, right? Mm. So when we got to Scotland, we rented a car in, in Edinburgh Airport. We drove St Andrews. Okay. And it was really uh, the most terrifying uh, <gasps> first drive ever. <laughs> so we we got to St Andrews and we're just like, how are we going to keep? doing this how are we going to keep driving all because we were going all the way to fort william on the other side right mm-hmm. yeah. so we go to fort and uh, st andrews and then we're going to drive across mm-hmm. and we know that the roads just get narrower and narrower mm-hmm. as you get in the highlands right so uh we just decided you know what let's just accept our situation and because we could just be like terrified the whole time or just come up with a plan and move forward and, and once we made that decision we kind of just calmed down and then it became more normalized. And of course, like I, I was in uh, because uh, Kayla started driving, mm-hmm. we decided that she just should keep driving. There's no point in having another learning curve as another one of us. Right. right? So I took up the permanent role as a side sensor uh, in the passenger. That's the label that we gave, you know, so every time we would get. So uh, how does it work? So she would be in the um, actually now I'm, now I'm all reversed. Right. So so she'd be on the left normal? side of the road. Yeah, um, left side of the road in the right position. Uh, yeah, with with tra- in the right position against the traffic, right? So like she'd yes. have another car beside her, and so that I would be near the wall if mm-hmm. there was a rock wall or whatever. So I'd be like too close to the rock wall <laughs> or a side sensor, and she'd be like, "I'm trying not to hit cars head on," <laughs> and so we would we would just be like, "Okay, let's just balance that," and that's how we got through. So I I can understand Australia was easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the roads, we started off in wider roads, but we right. still did get into uh, narrower roads as we got up. We did uh, uh, North uh, Queensland up to Cape Tribulation. Up, right. uh, all, we drove, uh, we flew into, I'll say, Cairns, um, and then uh, drove from there up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was great, but we had practice from before. Yeah, uh, Those are the only two experiences. So, uh, yeah, And you never have uh, driven on the other side, though? I passed my driving test oh, yeah. nine months ago. So <laughs> yeah. I've barely driven on our side of the road yet. Like I, yeah. I, I don't have a car or anything. I'm, I'm just kind of driving my mum's car as and when. Yeah. Okay. Um, so your mum has a car, and how do you get around otherwise? Well, I used to work in London, which is like a a twenty minute train ride away. So I never had the need for a car. But now you just I walk to the train. Yeah, yeah. The train station is like a fifteen minute walk away, and then I get on the train and then I'm there. But now I, I sort of work for myself. I'm freelance. I work from home. A car is needed more now. Obviously, I, I can't really use it at the moment because we're not allowed out. But once this is over, for sure, I'll, I'll I'll be needing a car to to get me from A to B. 
Yeah, and I, I want to talk about your uh, situation uh, financially mm. uh, in a bit. First, I want to uh, get the lowdown on on the UK, and and mm-hmm. so when you got back, did you have to go into isolation or anything like that? <laughs> well, this is what was funny. There was there was a load of signs saying if you've been to northern Italy, if you've been to China, lock yeah. yourself down, like stay inside, whatever. But when we got back from the US, there was there was nothing. There was no advice anywhere. There was nothing saying you need to be locked down. You need to do this because at the time the USA had less cases than us. So yeah, I like think one or something. Yeah, yeah, I think we were fine. Um, but we we did stay kind of in isolation for two weeks just for precaution. But we landed back on a Wednesday, and the UK went into lockdown the following Monday. So mm. we were only allowed out, and we still are only allowed out for shopping, one piece of exercise per day and to get any medical supplies or attend hospital appointments. And okay. so that's what we've been under since we got back, basically. So that's interesting. I, I don't know that we have a restriction on how many exercise periods we can do, but that you know, that's probably what they're hoping, too, is you go once for once a day. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that listed specifically, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm now I'm curious if, if that's... Because people are getting stopped um, if they're congregating in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, parks are closed, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Uh, you know, uh, any kind of public uh, equipment in in a park, a playground equipment. I just saw an article where six guys got uh, tickets for having a pizza party in a car. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, it's just funny now that I say it. It's just like they're just sitting in a car eating pizza, yeah. and I get I get that. That's like. I mean, you're you're not you're sharing this pizza box. If one of you has it, then you're going to bring it back to your families. Neither, n- not any one of them lived in the same house, so right. they can't they can't say that. Oh, well, some of us live together. Now there was a family who got ticketed in a park, and they all live in the same house, and they were just rollerblading around together. And they got a ticket, I think, mostly because the guy was challenging the officer. Yeah, they all lived in the same house. It was a family. So mm. that was a really kind of a r- interesting, ambiguous one where they weren't doing anything wrong, really. But mm. it appeared so. And then they, I don't know, it's probably because they talked back. That's what I think. Are there any uh, news articles about anything like that where people <laughs> are just being dumb, like in Florida? For so, example, so many, so, so many. many? But, yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you What do you got? You got some examples, are, or I saw one the other day where a guy was in his car. He was on like the freeway in the UK, and a policeman stopped him. And he said, "Like, where are you going? What? Like, what's your reason or purpose?" And he said, "Oh, I'm driving to the supermarket." And he lived about 150 miles away from where he was stopped. <laughs> well, he really wants to go to um, that. Uh... You know, one place. That supermarket in Scotland, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> That's right. it's got good deals on. And there was another guy who was stopped, um, who was driving 130 miles an hour on the freeway. Um, and the policeman stopped him and said, why are you going so fast? And he was like, oh, I'm going that fast so I don't catch coronavirus. <laughs> like, don't think that's well how done, it works, sir. <laughs> but I appreciate well the effort. Well played, yes. <laughs> I, I appreciate that too. It's the go-to excuse now. It's, Why it's, are you robbing this bank? Oh, I, Corona. Corona, right? <laughs> I don't want to, I don't know what to tell you, but coronavirus <laughs> is the answer to your question. Exactly. So you got, you probably have very similar stuff to, to us. The, is the NHS governing every sort of health thing across, like, the whole island is that how it works basically yeah they've um yeah. they've opened up private hospitals now so they've tried to make a load of the private ones covid only 
hospitals. Yes, um, okay. And then use the other ones for, for other medical needs to carry on with like cancer treatments and, and that kind of thing. But it's uh, it, yeah. it's tough. We're we're overwhelmed here for sure. I think we're we're at the peak now, so we're we've got the most number of cases that we might see, and hopefully it'll start to to tail off from now. But um, yeah, the the NHS has handled really quite well, despite I think it's a third of the workforce here has now been infected. So a okay. third of the nurses and stuff have have some form of coronavirus. Oh um, really? So wow. it's it's wiped out a lot of people. Who are We've heard from uh, our, our colleague uh, Paula, mm -hmm. uh, Paula Pant, uh, is the the one kind of in our in our industry who is uh, you know publicly talking about having it, mm. and she has what she calls a mild case, which is not mild at all. So I can imagine even if um, the majority of these healthcare workers are younger, it's not a walk in the park. It's not Ooh. fun to yeah. get this. And you, it, you, it could result in, in lingering respiratory issues as well, yeah. right? If, yeah. if that's not something that's, that's guaranteed, I don't know. Mm. Uh, everybody's a little bit different, right? Mm. So it's not like you, you die or you're great, right? There's a lot of nuance in there. And mm. so nobody wants this. Nobody wants to get it. A lot of us will get it, no matter. We're not going to have much of a choice. Mm. Do you have anyone close uh, uh, connected to you? I know like we all have six degrees of separation. Yeah. Um, really? Um, do you have any uh, anybody you know? So my mom works for the NHS, actually. She, she deals with older people who are at the end of their life. Um, wow okay she's she's working from home which is which is good um, yeah because she doesn't have to be in a hospital or anything but her boss contracted COVID-19 um, okay because her husband wow. works as a nurse on the front line so he got it by proxy she got it as well and then she got it wow uh -huh. she's been quite ill with it she she went through a stage of being like okay like getting back to normal and then it just hit her like a train again but yeah that's that's the only person that I know close to me that's got it but yeah it's it's scary that it can get that close and yeah, and like you said, the UK has been hit uh, hard, but I also heard that one of the maybe big uh, private hospitals that they opened, one of them might be sitting empty, which is good, mm -hmm. right? Like they're ready to go, they were ready to go for mm. a real big outbreak. Mm. And, and uh, people are saying it's, it'd be worse if you didn't have it, uh, mm. some empty beds, right? And then it all just kind of went down and nobody has anywhere to go. They opened up a, a 4,000 bed hospital in the middle of central London. That's um, probably the one, that which I'm is called of, yeah. the Nightingale Hospital, which is, Nightingale. Yeah, it's in like an old kind of conference center, but it, it's not full. It's not full at all. Um, they're either sort of transporting people to their local ones in London. I think there's only like a thousand filled the last time I read. It's it's not at capacity, which is kind of it's good in a way. But hopefully, we we just see that go down from now. So let's talk about how all of this has affected you. Now, you, mm -hmm. what were you doing for full time work before? So I was writing for a website called Money Saving Expert, and that's like the biggest financial website in the UK. And I was writing blogs for them, basically teaching people how to save money, how to get a good deal on their groceries, on their shopping, that kind of thing. And then in January of this year, I left to be a full-time freelancer. So freelance writing, and I've got my own blog now. I do some like public speaking around the country, basically teaching people with their finances. Obviously, that was probably a bad call in terms of timing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because in the UK, we've got something called the furlough system. Basically, if if a company can't pay their employees, they, they put them on furlough where the government pays them 80% of their wage. So they don't yeah. have to work and the government basically pays them. It's employment insurance here. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So 
my boyfriend's on furlough at the moment, so he's on 80% pay. But for people that are self-employed, it's it's a bit more tricky. So, but uh, they've implemented some uh, relief. For they have, yeah. For self-employed people that can't work, say if you're like a musician or something that can't go out, they look at your past three years tax returns for how much money you made, uh, and they pay you basically 80% of what you are making. But mm. people do fall through the cracks, um, like myself. Okay. So yes. I I went self-employed three months ago. I don't have tax returns in because yeah, I, I wasn't making money before by myself. So the government can't help me basically. So I'm getting nothing from the government, and my work is dried up. So I'm okay. Yeah, that's not great. So what? How? What are you doing for for living costs and stuff? Well, luckily I live with my mother. Okay, that's that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't have to pay rent or any bills or too many bills, which is is good. And I've I've got like a, a small part of savings, which I'm kind of living off at the moment. But yeah, I I don't have much work coming in at all. So yeah, I was making sort of four figures a month, which was keeping me rolling. But but now yeah. it's it's down to basically nothing. Well, it's just a pause, I think, right? And you know that that's the hope that this is all just on pause. <laughs> you are lucky that you have low cost and you you do have some savings so there's there's that but of course yeah like you were building up for times like this i guess mm -hmm. and this is why we do it i guess right it's the point of an emergency fund people i'd like to talk about emergency funds without trying to not shame people if they didn't have them already mm -hmm. but yes as you said let's moving forward hey this is it this is the things we were talking about these are the things right mm -hmm. i mean of course pandemics everyone's going to be like you know, when's that going to happen again? Mm -hmm. Who knows, right? Like we—that's the thing. Yeah. It's that's the it's who knows. Mm -hmm. That's the only answer to that. So let's let's have something. How yeah? How are you feeling about all this? Um, well, there's there's not much really I can do. I've been I've been working my butt off trying to find like new clients who yeah who are still looking for writers, but the ones that I had are basically not paying out because they they don't have the money to spend on on writers and things. Um, and my blog, because it's in its infancy, it's only three months old, it's it's not making enough money for me to live off, basically. So I was relying on the, the freelance writing while building up my blog. And obviously the public speaking, I can't go out. So that's that's dried up as well. So at the moment, I'm I'm sort of working on projects which will help me down the line. When everything is back up and running again, I can, I can launch this alongside my normal stuff, which will help me. That's so perfect. I, I'm recording a new podcast at the moment, which I'm going to be launching hopefully when lockdown's over. So that'll be uh, basically a secrets to saving podcast where I teach people how to save money on a different topic every week. I'm bulk recording a load of episodes now so that I can put one out each week when my blog's Perfect. back up and running again so I've got more content. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on at the moment while, while I can't do much else. I don't know if you were lined up to do anything for FinCon because you've, you've been hosting the awards the last two years or well, last year. It's just last year, yeah. I think you got pretty good reviews for that, right? I like to hope so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in talks with them at all for the, the next year, or is that going to be a, a conversation that's coming up? Um, I haven't actually heard from anyone about the political wars this year. Um, yeah. So I don't really know what's happening. I don't think they do either because it's, it's so up in the air. Uh, it, right we don't know we'd like to so we, we want to all go to long beach uh at the end of september yeah, I guess? Is I that, know, yeah end of september i already took the vacation days off mm -hmm. and uh, we don't know if that's going to happen i'm sure uh pt doesn't know mm -hmm. right uh they're just kind of keeping i know they had to uh, cancel their the summit financial freedom summit, that was it. Financial freedom summit. 
we know a lot of people in the events business mm -hmm. and a lot of people who make their money from public speaking oh. and from putting on events. And what's nice is, is people like uh, Cara Perez, for example, have already sold like a thousand tickets to an online event in May. Yeah. So there's ways to pivot with this. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a lot harder uh, when it's you speaking at big events. And of course, uh, you know, putting on an online event yeah, the event is is free, but you know, I'm I'm imagining there will be ways for uh, you know Kara to make some money off of this mm -hmm. because that's what she does for a living, right? That's <laughs> it's like people need to be able to still do what they do, and and we're pivoting. You know, I'm counseling online uh, through video or through phone, so we're mm -hmm. you know, but that that involved the the government of Canada changing the rules a little bit for us. Yeah. Um, and even the rules for signing up for bankruptcy or proposal in Canada mm -hmm. have changed so that somebody could do it over Zoom. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's one of those um, things where a lot of things are changing, right? You know, I mean, there's a lot of things you're obviously you're doing online, but the work, what the work that dried up for freelance is just because people don't have as much money to pay anymore. Is that it? I think so. Yeah, and in in my kind of niche you you write about things that people can save money on when they're going out so on okay, restaurants yeah. on cinema and that kind of thing and sure of course that, that yeah that makes sense. so i'm i'm writing more about ways to make money from home and that kind of thing but yeah my my niche is basically gone so it's it is because i would i remember you i mean the, the usually specific to the uk right is because uh, you would post about deals here, deals there. If you just act on this today, you know, the things that I would see pop up on Twitter, of course, right? Yeah, yeah you're right. A lot of that is, is it's not happening, right? And you can't just go jump out and go get a deal today because maybe it's not your day to go shopping <laughs> once yeah. a week or two weeks or whatever. It's just that that's why I'd kind of look at this as just a pause, right? Like we're all on pause. Mm -hmm. it, it's It's not like maybe we shouldn't be trying to do the things uh, that we used to do, right? Uh, we can do those things if everything goes back to normal, or if this lasts longer, then we just have to, we're going to have to pivot. Mm -hmm. That's really the only way, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a, this is like a very, such a unique situation to be in. People have lived like the, even the, well, you can't even compare to the early 1900s because uh, like society is so different, but that's like, the, no, nobody, everybody would just have to stay home and there's no communication. Like, oh, I don't forget when the telephone was invented, but I'm sure everyone didn't have one uh, back in 1918. So that's a pretty good place to end it then, I guess. Yeah. On a, a positive note, I don't know. I guess we all, we should just stay positive, right? I mean, mm -hmm. there's no point in just brooding. Maybe there is. I mean, you got to express your emotions about this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. to, to let it all out. I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter you know, express, but like sometimes it's just so dark, right? Oh, like, yeah. I like positivity, making the most of the situation, right? I mean, mm. like, where where's your boyfriend at? Um, he's he's over a hundred miles away, actually. Oh, see yeah. that? I, I wanted to end on positivity. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did I ask that question? <laughs> I, that was it's my fault. I um, rewind. No, <laughs> no, it's um, fine. Uh, that sucks. I'm sorry. And you have to stay apart. There's no. Uh, uh, it's not like you can. Most likely, yeah. Is it or anything? Yeah. But okay. We're we're both using this opportunity to you know do things that we we didn't already have time for when when things were normal. So he's been painting his house. I've been recording episodes of a podcast. Like yeah, that's we've it. We've been keeping busy. So productive, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, but you got you got your mom. 
Your mom is there. That's right. Yeah, she's she's yeah, downstairs. Can... She's a yeah. We've been keeping each other through it. And it, it, it's it, I'd I'd like to mention that. So you and your mom. Uh, when did you start going to, to FinCon in the US? Uh, how long? <laughs> um, so my first FinCon was 2015 in Charlotte, I think. I was okay. I was 18. I I overtook Eva Baker as the, the youngest person there, which frustrated <laughs> her deeply. But I've been every year since, um, including the year that I was really ill with Crohn's. I still pulled together and I booked a flight and I was out there. So yeah, I wow. absolutely that's, love it. That's great. Like um, to be so like you know from another like across the ocean mm -hmm. and and to come every year last year was dc and and mm -hmm. so you got to host the awards there oh, and yeah. the year before you and i uh kind of uh got connected when we did the ignite uh that's right uh, presentation yeah. and you talked about the uk and mm -hmm. i talked a little bit about canada but mostly <laughs> But Cora, you did say Q once in this episode early on, so I just want to point that out. British people like to talk about Qs, right? We do, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a British staple of life. It's staple of life, exactly. Especially now during COVID. Oh my god, it's amazing. We are. Uh, oh, everyone's good, eh? We have these such orderly queues outside grocery stores. It is amazing. <laughs> we're all six feet apart. With we're all like queuing like around the the car park. We're going like a snake. At, it's just amazing. It's amazing. See, this is where that you're preparing for this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry that you know you're getting the negative part of this. Hey, I I would be in that situation too if I can work from home. I was um, uh, a self-employed person last year, mm -hmm. um, and I am employed right now, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be able to get on employment insurance. But mm -hmm. I might qualify for the relief benefit. Mm -hmm. but I might fall through the cracks as well, mm -hmm. right? Because it's one of those things. The one positive I see is that my quarantine life hasn't really changed because since I've been self-employed, I've been working from home. So I'm pretty yeah. used to this. Like, I I rarely went out anyway. I'm kind of a vampire, so... I'm, I'm um, like that too. You can see I'm in the basement. <laughs> right? yeah. There's a window both, right there. We've both got pasty skin. It's like, yeah, we, <laughs> we fit the characteristic. The sun hurts. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's basically uh, it's still almost still night not nighttime. Baby mm. is still asleep. That's so good. You see him he, again. He won't be the minute you hang up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There he is. Right? He He sleeps for twelve hours. It's it's crazy, really. That's more than most people. Eleven and a half. Most people, yeah, more than uh, many people. And yeah. you know, a lot of kids get up in the middle of the night all the time. And mm -hmm. um, so you now we got lucky with the with our, our first baby. Mm. Apparently. They say the second one is the opposite. So, oh, stop yeah. now while you're ahead. <laughs> and wait, and wait for that one. I don't know. Um, because yeah, they're like, oh, just wait. Everyone just wants to, you to suffer, right? That's mm -hmm. really what all parents would say, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, just wait. You 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 having a good now? Oh, that's never gonna last. You're gonna have misery. Mm -hmm. That's people enjoy that. So whatever makes them happy, right? <laughs> so I'm gonna let you go. Next week, I'm gonna have another international person. Who knows who that is? I don't know. Uh, I have an idea, but uh, it depends on scheduling. But thanks for being able to do this. No I'm, I'm hoping that it all recorded okay, because I'm only going to find out once we, we uh, stop recording. Thanks again. Um, take care in the UK, and, and I hope I get to see you in person at the end of September. Yeah. Thanks so much, Bo.